Hello, hello, how's everybody doing? This is the Middle Class Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Mr. Brian Cooper. And, uh, well, today it is just me, so uh, couldn't get anybody to come on. I was trying to get a couple folks, but uh, they ended up having some last-minute engagements that they had to attend to, which is... uh, perfectly a-okay we all have our lives to live not everybody can stop and chat for a while you know especially most of us out here we only got a you know being a part of the middle class but um people got shit to do man we only got two days off most people if you still have a job hopefully i hope all you people still have a job out there but uh since i'm talking about middle class shit that's the fucking name of the podcast oftentimes you know most people i'm sure as you know they are um we have to multitask you know what i mean as as we well as i i was gonna say as we speak i'm fucking by myself in my house as i speak i am currently making pasta or egg noodles by hand um i'm literally stirring the eggs and the flour and oil and the salt and all that fun stuff If you've never made pasta noodles by hand, I highly recommend, just because, um, for taste, taste is going to be superior, I promise you that. Very simple, get like a cup, cup and a half of flour, it's, eh, I wouldn't be able to tell you how many sovereigns, but that's how much I do, about a cup and a half, three, four eggs, depends on the size of the egg, you know what I mean, and then a little bit of olive oil some salt and uh mix that shit up mix it slowly incorporate the flour slowly i'm stirring it right now with a fork hopefully well i'm gonna try to take it away from the microphone a little bit i hope i'm not like bugging the shit out of people with that but um yeah i have to multitask because it's currently 354 so because you want to mix uh your ingredients or you want to start making your noodles about an hour before you're actually going to cook them because you got to give it time to rest. You have to let your dough, so to speak, it's going to obviously I'm forming a dough. So you have to let your dough rest a little bit. And um well, you typically want to let whether you're making bread or anything like that, you want your dough to rest for about an hour. It gives the uh, gluten in the flour, the ability to relax. Fuck, I need to put my phone on silent because magically I don't get text messages all day long. All fucking day. You know, if anybody wants to text me, I hardly get any fucking messages. But the one time I attempt to record this podcast, everybody wants to say hello. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, you want to let that gluten relax so that that way... Um, the dough will become, uh, it'll actually become soft and malleable so that that way you can actually stretch it out and run it through. Um, if you have a pasta roller, you could use that. Or if you want to, you can absolutely roll it out by hand with a hand roller. I found a, uh, a pasta roller that also has the uh, pasta cutting attachment on Amazon. It was like 30 bucks. One of the greatest in- investments of my life. Because once you make, I'm telling you, once you make fresh pasta, you just, you're not going to buy that bullshit in the store anymore, I promise you. It just tastes so much better. It's healthier. 
because you know you're obviously controlling the ingredients and it doesn't have any artificial bullshit so just for that aspect alone i mean i'm telling you it's worth it because i'm i'm pretty health conscious i try to you know i try to stay in shape i try to uh keep my figure head ass but um yeah just kind of wanted to talk about that because eh, if you don't know me too well or I would say most of the people listening know me fairly well. I do a lot of cooking. Um, I would say partly because I enjoy it. The other part is out of the fact that I pay a fucking mortgage and I have to pay for a vehicle and it's called being an adult. So I have to pay a lot of bills and I can't afford to eat out whenever the hell I want. Um, if I can afford to eat out once, twice a week, holy shit, I'm having a good fucking week. But majority of the time, if I'm lucky, I can afford to eat out once. Um, and even then, I, that doesn't mean like, oh, I can eat out once and eat, you know, whatever dollar amount of whatever food it is that I specifically want. No, I can't even do that. I have to, uh, you know, choose, you know, what do I want to eat? Um, is it in my budget? Can I afford it? Because... Bring it all back. I am middle class. So we do what we got to do to survive. You feel me? And I feel like a lot of the people that listen to this, or at least I would really hope so, could relate to that shit. You know what I mean? Um, another thing that I'm doing right now is I am uh, I'm starting an accent wall. I got it part, partly done. Um, I'm starting an accent wall in my master bedroom, my bedroom. Um it is I'm using a design that I found on the internets uh, it's called a board and batten wall if you don't know what that is I highly recommend you watch a YouTube video on it or look it up on Pinterest or something like that um, because it is a um, you basically take like a trim work or MFD board or MDF I don't I think it's MDF not MFD what the fuck do I know I'm not a carpenter but MDF and it's a uh, it's almost like baseboard and you glue it in a whatever pattern you so desire you glue it or nail it to uh, your wall whatever wall you choose to do it on and it'll uh, it gives it gives the wall depth and uh, if you have a textured wall you could sand the texture down you know from the drywall you could sand it or you could um, do what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna get a um, a, a smooth eighth one eighth of an inch thick board um it's kind of like a I, I guess you can consider it a plywood is what it is um i'm gonna get this plywood so that that way i can um give it a smooth finish uh so that that way you know it, it's gonna i'm really hoping and i'm gonna post it on my instagram some before and after pictures I'm really, I have high hopes for this because I finally found a really beautiful blue that I'm going to do for it. I, I found a, a, a nice color palette, I guess you could say. I found a good color palette that I'm going to use. It's um, the name of the blue. Don't go stealing my fucking ideas, okay? I'm just, I'm just telling you to give you ideas, but don't go stealing my shit, okay? It's called Moscow Blue, and it's a beautiful blue. Blue is one of, blue is my favorite color, specifically I used to really like royal blue, but I'm really digging this Moscow blue. I'm going to start saying that shit now. My one, my, I have two favorite colors. One is now Moscow blue. 
feeling very Russian. Um, I do have a Soviet Union hat, so yeah, Mother Russia all day long, hashtag whatever. Um, that and maroon. I'm definitely sticking to maroon. That's not, that's just my other favorite color. That's not, I'm not going to paint anything that color because it's a very, it's a strong color. That's something that like, it just, I, I, maybe on like a grand entryway, you might have a maroon because it's a very powerful color if you know you're a narcissistic fuck or something or you're a millionaire because why not but that's just my other favorite color but i'm doing like um it's something mist it's a it's almost like a cream color that it goes very well with it and then uh this very soft gray like with a blue hue um i'm gonna do in my bathrooms as i remodel all of that stuff because slowly because my house is uh from 1998 so i want to start remodeling and stuff like that because you know a little some things are outdated i have a lot of original shit in the house which will actually lead me into something that uh i really want to say fucking anybody can relate to this is that uh when i first moved in uh it had the original air conditioner on it the ac unit and well i do plumbing and air conditioning so the first two things I did when I moved into my home is that I bought a new AC unit and I bought a new water heater and I installed them both. I did the water heater by myself, but I had the help of two coworkers to do um, the AC unit by uh, the AC unit because um, just getting the old equipment out of the attic and in and everything. Like I, I could, you know, in theory, I could do it by myself, but wh- why go through that? you know the pain of doing that i mean jesus christ like hauling the old shit down it would take me several days um yeah no it's just not i'd rather knock it all out in one day which is exactly what we did we knocked it out in one fucking day and um uh the thing was on a typical gas pack is what we call it in the industry um basically the air conditioning runs on electricity but the heater runs on natural gas so we hooked up everything you know did the ac uh, most of the heating portion of it but on the old unit the vent because there's a for heating you need two fans one's an inducer fan the inducer fan comes on to vent out the carbon monoxide produced from the combustion of the natural gas so if you don't know Carbon monoxide is heavier than air. If that's not vented out properly, that will lead to death. Yeah. You know, like you're trying to sleep. Heater comes on middle of the night. House fills with carbon monoxide. It's no bueno. Okay, compadres. So, uh, the thing was, on the old unit, it vented out the opposite side. The flue that I'm saying, where the, the pipe that vents out the carbon monoxide it vented out on the opposite side of the new one. So I had to cut the old one up high and I had to uh, basically run the flue from the opposite end across the furnace cabinet to go out of the roof that was, you know, stubbed into the attic. So I hadn't done that yet because when we, I, I hadn't realized when we put in the new one until it was already in there, like, oh shit, it doesn't vent out the same side. I need... I, I needed more um, I needed more material to get the job done. I needed two elbows and at least four foot of flexible flu. Um, 
it's just uh this is four inch pipe it's double wall it's that's the names of these things this isn't a blue collar episode but i'm just saying so the whole point of me even telling this story is finally this weekend uh yesterday saturday which was uh, let me look at the date um it was the 12th 12th of december 2020 i finally like i said i uh I hook up the flu. I finally got the parts for the flu. I'd been suffering in the fucking cold. I woke up like, I think I woke up Saturday morning and it was like 59 degrees in the house. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's time to fucking get this goddamn thing done because I'm freezing my ass off. So I go to get it done. Uh, My dad was kind enough to actually purchase me the parts for me and um, because they they felt bad. They're like, why are you suffering? You have a brand new unit and you just, you're, you haven't fixed it because you don't want to pay for the parts. I really didn't want to pay for the parts because I was attempting to acquire them by other means, so to speak. Um, but, you know, my dad was kind enough to purchase the the rest of the um, the material that I needed to complete it. So I go, I put it all together, and let me tell you, it was a fucking bear. It took me an hour, at least an hour, doing fighting it by myself because the thing was with the with the venting that I was using... I was using two different brands, so they don't fit within one another unless, well, you fucking make it fit. So they don't necessarily interlock together, but I made them fit. I put them all together because it's very difficult to get, because uh, the old one, it's a brand of Merivent, and then the other one is like Flumaster. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's two different brands, and the one uh, that was already on the house, it's not a very common brand, so I had to use the other brand, and then... I had a mix of fittings and overall it was just a pain in the ass. It was a fucking pain in the ass. So I fight to get the fucking flu together. When we had originally done it back in April when I put when we put the AC in the brand new unit, um, we did everything else. The only thing that had to get done was the vent for the carbon monoxide um, because that was the only thing. Literally, that was it. So I finished the vent. Takes me forever. Well, longer than it should have. Come down out of the attic. I'm so fucking ecstatic because my house is still only like 60, 61 fucking degrees. I'm freezing my ass off. At this point, I was actually fucking sweating because it was such a goddamn fight. And my attic is like all of maybe two feet tall. So that sucks ass as well. Like I'm working in this tiny attic and I'm six feet tall If for nobody, for the people that don't know. I'm six feet tall working in a two foot high attic. So yeah, I was cramped and uncomfortable and I was sweating my ass off. So I come down, I turn on the heater, whole point of this story, turn on the heater, motherfucker doesn't come on. What? What, what, do you, what is the meaning of this? So I investigate, and the thing is, on these AC units, this is going to be a little educational, depending on the age of your unit, um, it'll, it'll have a, um, uh, like a little red light, and it'll flash what's called fault codes. And on the back of your, uh, the panel to the unit... It should have um, the fault codes as to what they mean. So mine was flashing 55. Some just have a light like, oh, if it's rapidly flashing, it means this. If it's a slow flash, it means this. If it does two flashes and stops, it means that, whatever. Mine has numbers. So mine was flashing 55, which was telling me that the pressure switch was closed. And when the unit goes to turn on, the pressure switch is supposed to be open, and then it's supposed to close. The purpose of the pressure switch, it's a safety device. The only sole purpose of this device is that it proves the draft. And what that means is 
the inducer fan that I was talking about that vents out the carbon monoxide and I had to finish the vent on the unit so that it could vent out the carbon monoxide. It just, the pressure switch has like a little tube running to it. And all it does is make sure that that fan comes on so that that way, okay, the first step is the inducer is supposed to come on and then the pressure switch verifies, okay, yes, the inducer fan is on. So when the, the, um, basically when it ignites the flame and it starts heating up, when combustion happens, like, okay, we know that it's venting out properly and... Uh, so it'll go through the rest of its safety checks. It checks like a flame rollout sensor, all these other safety devices and stuff, just to make sure that the unit's running properly and it's not going to kill someone with not venting the carbon monoxide. So I open up the side because it's in two portions. Like one side has, um, it's called the blower or the fan that actually circulates the air in the home. And uh, the side with all of the heating purpose or the furnace, so to speak. So I open up the furnace cabinet and I look at the pressure switch. I don't see anything wrong with it. It's not inhibited in any way. I go, this is brand new. This is brand- This is my first time firing this thing in heating. I spent $1,100 for this fucking thing. And you're seriously? Something brand new. And let me tell you, backstory is I've installed this exact same brand. It's called Rude or Rud. Uh, we say Rude. It's called, the, it's spelled R U U D. So rude? Eh, I don't know. But anyways, I've installed this exact same brand of unit, the same size, the same everything on a hundred plus homes in the Las Vegas, Nevada Valley. I have never once, never, literally, not one fucking time have I had an issue with a unit. Like where it was the actual equipment's fault. We've had issues where they want to come on because it was, it was human error. Someone wired the wrong colors and from the attic to the outside and whatever, like silly shit like that. But never the equipment's fault. The equipment has always been solid shit. I get the fucking one. The guy who puts them in for a living gets the one unit. I'm just bitching now, okay? Let me have my fucking moment. I'm, I'm talking to myself, so give me that. I get the one fucking unit out of over a hundred that I've installed that has a bad part. So I go and I go, what the fuck is wrong with this stupid pressure switch? So I'm looking at it. Like I said, what the fuck? It's brand new. So I go, you know what? It's probably stuck. So I literally flick it with my, like, you know, when you used to flick your little brother or sister, like in the forehead with like your middle finger, like, you know, you just fucking hit them in the forehead, flick them. Because this, this device is only the size of like an Oreo, literally. Like it's almost the exact same radius. It's a circular. It's just like a little Oreo. So I flick the fucking thing. No shit. Everything starts coming on. I go, you're fucking kidding me. Seriously? Oh my God. So I'm like, okay, well maybe it was just stuck. I cut, you know, I bring all my shit down from the attic. I come down, I close it up, move the ladder. It runs for about 10 minutes and then it stops. It was only six. It only got up to like 63 degrees and I set it to like 68. I go, what the fuck, bruh? Like this was a real bruh moment. Let me tell you. So I'm really fucking like I am. I'm hot. Let me tell you. I'm fucking hot. I go, this is really, this is just my goddamn luck. So 
get the fucking ladder out again, get my ass up in the attic, and it's flashing the same thing. 55. The pressure switch is closed. What the fuck? Yeah, it's closed. It's fucking closed because the goddamn inducer came on. Oh, no way. I open up the fucking cabinet. I start checking it all over again. I'm like, maybe it was something else. Like, what is it? Is the thing, like, permanently stuck, closed? Like, what is this? Whatever. I flick the fucking thing again. No shit. Everything starts coming on. It runs another 10 minutes and then shuts off. Fuck my life. Seriously? Really? Oh, my God. Same code. 55. Fuck me. So, the okay. So, that leads me to believe that. I'm 90% sure that the pressure switch is just bad. It's a bad pressure switch. It's just bad out of the box. It fucking happens. What makes all these things? People. And I finally found the one guy who made a shitty pressure switch or machine or whatever the fuck it was. I mean, a human inspected it, verified that it worked. That's how this shit works. So I go, well, that sucks ass. Listen to me. Can y'all hear that? That's me. Needing. My noodle dough. <laughs> but, um, so I'm just like, what the fuck, bruh? So I have to, to absolutely verify 100% that it is the pressure switch. I have to, because it has two electrical connections on it where the signal is supposed to go in one and then come out the other to verify that that safety is working to, and that safety verifies that the inducer fan comes on. So I'm like, okay. So I fucking do that. I have to bypass it. By bypassing it, I basically, you know, let the unit run through its whole things. I pull off the two electrical connections and I use this. um, It's kind of like a little copper fitting to where I essentially tie the two lines together. um, So that the signal will go all the way through. Like it's a direct signal that only goes one way. So... I'm basically diverting it and bypassing it so that that way I can verify. Okay, so I I reset the whole thing. I disconnect power. turn it back on. Let it go through its whole thing. I bypass the pressure switch. Everything runs perfectly. Now, some might think like, oh, we'll just leave it like that. It's working fine without the pressure switch. Well, I could. Yes, I could. But if for whatever the reason that inducer fan doesn't come on, and every and the the thing is the the circuit board in the AC unit will think, oh, the inducer fan is running because the pressure switch told me so. But if I have the pressure switch bypassed and for whatever reason someday that fucking thing doesn't come on, well, then my attic fills with carbon monoxide. It'll leak down and while I'm sleeping, but yeah, well, it's you know, X on the eyes, dead Mr. Brian Pooper and. Nobody will find me for a fucking week till my parents check on me and then hope to God my parents are around, you know. My parents love me enough to check on me, so they check on me and then, yeah, well, there I was rotting dead because carbon monoxide poisoning. So very dramatic. Yes, I know. I just wanted to be a little dramatic. Give me that. And uh, yeah, this just, come on. Like, really? I, all the Fucking brand new, I get the one shit part in these things that I've installed for almost four years now. Wow. Like, the like, what are the odds? Someone do the fucking math on that. Well, I guess it's fucking one out of a hundred. Because I would, I would really beg to say that I've done at least a hundred and four years. Among all the other shit that I've done. I've done at least a fucking hundred of this brand. 
and it's one out of a hundred. Guess what? Mr. Pooper, Mr. Brian Pooper is that one. Yeah, I am that one. So maybe I'll make it to the top 100 podcast someday, but for complaining to myself because there's nobody here while I make boss stuff, <laughs> you know, and I highly encourage people to make their own pasta. And it's a very satisfying yellow. Like it's a mustardy because it's egg. And you you obviously you use the whole egg. So it's like a it's a yolky yellow. I wonder if you could hear me. Like, hold on. I'm going to slap it around in my hands like. That's me slapping my dough. <laughs> so it's it's very it's actually you know kneading dough and making bread and stuff like that and pasta it's 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 therapeutic to say the least um i thoroughly enjoy i'm putting it in a bag now so if you hear that sorry but i'm putting it in a bag for it to take its little nappy poo because our our thick little man's had a long day anyways um yeah i'm coming up on 24 minutes i'll go a little bit longer hold on I have a list of topics that I want to cover. Well, it's just ideas that in case I'm on a podcast and, you know, someone's nervous or whatever, or if I'm running out of shit to blabber about, let me, let me pull something out of the hat. Um, let's see. Well, okay. Well, this is, I feel like I won't talk about this one too long. So on the other solo one that I did, I talked about the theory of the universe, right? Cause I'm such a fucking intellectual, but, um, uh, there's this show that just I just found on Netflix. Uh, it it just came out pretty recently. It's called Alien Worlds. Alien Worlds basically shows what life in you know this figurative means. It, it, they um, they even do a whole CGI like these CGI planets of like the first planet they say is that if this planet in uh, with this star was this far away and under these conditions where they're saying that the atmosphere is extremely dense and um, full of carbon dioxide, which is similar to what our planet like was like during the Jurassic and Triassic period and stuff like that. Why the reptiles and the bugs and the plants and everything were so large is because there was such a a very... There's an abundance of carbon dioxide on Earth at that time. So that's why everything grew so fucking big. Um, a lot of things. Anyways, so on this planet, I think they call it Atlas, that they they show, okay, this is how life would evolve. And then they, with this, uh, with this it's basically like a movie. They, they generate this world and they show like what the plants would look like and the colors and then the animals and then. They hone in on this animal and they're like, oh, this animal, it's able to fly very effortlessly because the atmosphere is so dense. And then it shows, you know, prey and predators. And it's it's an extremely, if you're into any kind of sci-fi or, and it, it does encompass a lot of legitimate science. I'll say this, like it's not, this isn't total make-believe bullshit. I highly recommend you check it out on Netflix, Alien Worlds, and it's just it's interest. It's interesting to me because I, you know, space and all that stuff, super fucking cool. Um, one thing that was really cool to me, and they they talk about it in the first episode, is that this is something that I mean, you feel like you should know it. Like when they say it, it makes sense. But the thing is, 
for a very long time, up until recently in the past, like, 20 or 30 years, I think it was. I'm not totally sure, but it was very recent in our history that when they started discovering planets, the thing is, when you look out, unless they're within our solar system, like, the farthest planet we can see, I don't even know, they've said it's a planet, it's not a planet, it's fucking Pluto. Is it a rock? I mean, they're all just fucking rocks, you know. There's bigger rocks than others. But they're not, the thing is, a planet isn't a star. So, stars emit light, which is why when we look up in the sky, if there's not too much light pollution or with telescopes and stuff like that, you can see stars. But planets, Earth, Mars, Saturn, stuff like that, our planets don't emit light. Well, Earth does because there's life here, but... You know, if before we had electricity and artificial lights and stuff like that, the thing is plants have no light source or anything like that. So they didn't, for a very long time, they didn't think there was any planets outside of our solar system. They just thought there were suns and maybe some moons or something like that. But it was actually a Chilean uh, astrophysicist, I want to say, or astrologist. I'm not totally sure what his job title is, but... Either way, I can't remember his name either. I probably should have that information, but the way I write down the topics in my notes is not, yeah. It was just fascinating to me that this guy in Chile, the thing is, in Chile, it's a very mountainous, high-altitude country. And they have this observatory up top, and he was doing his research, his research, excuse me, uh, and he was looking through these telescopes, and he saw this strange reading. And he asked some people, was like, well, what does this mean? Nobody really had an answer, and he, you know, he started looking into it, and then he realized the only way that they could see other planets, and he was actually the one to find the first planet, I th- however many light years away it is. Another fun fact, light years is a measurement of distance, not time. Okay, It's how long it takes to get to whatever they're trying to get to, whether it's a planet or star, whatever. So it's x amount of light years away and basically he was watching this star he was what he was studying a single star in the solar system and there are um, up on this mountain in their uh, observatory it's tracking this star and he's he's uh i want to say he was monitoring the light that it was emitting itself and there's like this little blip like this streak like in in the netflix show It'll, it'll show you like what it actually looks like physically on their, on their software. But you see this line go across. And what that line going across is, is a planet going around that star's rotation. And when it goes in front of, from the, the angle or the point of view that this astrologist was looking at it, it goes in front of the star, and that's the only time we can actually see a planet that far away, is when it basically blocks, like, obviously very small, because these stars are so massive, and planets are typically not as big as a star. When it travels in front of it, and it breaks that light, I'm, I'm obviously I'm butchering the shit out of this, but when it passes in front of the star is the only time that they can actually see these planets. For a very brief window in time. And he goes, holy shit, that's a planet. So 
that leads him to share his research and then they start finding more and more and more and then now they're estimating that there's within uh, at least they've discovered potentially their estimations are a trillion other planets now these planets can't necessarily sustain life because the way that scientists and human beings the way we measure life is okay is there water because we're basing it off the principles of earth that life can really only survive on a planet if there's water because everything started with water or you know and then if you have water then you probably have certain levels of oxygen you probably have like you know what i mean and then it leads to a series of uh hospitable conditions is basically what i'm trying to get at. again I'm obviously not a fucking scientist, astrologist, or anything. I am just Brian Pooper, plumber extraordinaire, and HVAC dumbass. So, it's just cool. It's cool shit. I like science, and I just really wanted to throw that out there. Again, I'll say it one more time. The show is called Alien Worlds. 10 out of 10 recommend. I'm on, like, the third episode. No, I think I just finished the third episode extremely entertaining if you're into that kind of shit check it out and um we're about 33 minutes i could keep going on and on but you know i it's a lot easier for me to do this i mean i could just keep going by myself um but i want i really want to capture more people's attention with a shorter podcast so um again i put it out on my instagram if you would like to come on my show you know you enjoy having conversation you want to get to know me I want to get to know you. I think I can learn something from absolutely everybody that I've met. And if you, you know, you just want to talk about something or you've, you just want to go on a podcast, somebody's podcast and be like, oh yeah, I was on this podcast. Listen to me and Brian have this conversation or you just, it just sounds like something fun to you. You know, you, you don't have the ability to sit down and, you know, talk to someone for 30, 45 minutes to an hour or however long you wish, you know, you don't get to have that experience with people on a day-to-day basis, please, I would love for you to talk to you. I mean, I think everybody has something to say, you know, if you're solid, you know, and you don't even have to be the greatest conversationalist in the world, but overall, if you feel like you might have a funny, you just got one fucking funny story. That's all I'm asking. Come to me, message me on the gram, either message my personal account, Mr. Underscore Brian Underscore Cooper, or please follow the podcast Instagram account, which is the Middle Class You. It is one word, no, no symbols or anything like that. It's the Middle Class You. There's a U at the end. Just the letter U, not Y O U. Just the letter U. So I feel like I probably should have verified that before. But anybody who's made it this far, thank you so fucking much for listening thank you to anybody all the people that are listening that tell me how much they love the podcast when they're listening give me feedback saying oh you could do this oh you could do that oh thank you so much i really appreciate you all and it this this is just an extremely fun hobby for me it's a passion project so again thank you and i'll be back again as usual every Sunday. Thank you and good night.